Hey, all you nostalgic campers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all and I gotta tell you, Kendra, we're getting to the point where I was sort of like waning in interest and it's happening to me all over again. (laughs) You're not into the crazy no, I, shenanigans going on. Geez, they used to be able to balance a goofy subplot and like heavy story, but now they're just like, uh, Steve pooped his pants. Go. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway. Uh, well, our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include previously on X-Men, This and Dorian Life, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 6, Episode 26, Flirting with Disaster. I guess I get that one. That one makes yeah, sense. That one makes sense. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on April 3rd, 1996. Couple of birthdays. Jenny Garth turned 24 on April 3rd, and Emma Caulfield Ford turned 23 on April 8th. Okay. One death to mention April 6th, legendary actress Greer Garson died at 91. She was nominated for seven Academy Awards during her career, winning for the film Mrs. Miniver. Is she the one that slapped Chris Rock? I can't remember. I know that was the Academy Award. <laughs> No, you're confused. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Movies, April 3rd, Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Mm, that's that's too cumbersome of a title. You I think so? Oh, okay. Yeah, I would just make it Thin Line. Oh, oh, okay. Written and directed by and starring Martin Lawrence. Okay. That's fun. I'll yeah, yeah. And April 5th, Primal Fear. Oh. With Richard Gere and Ed Norton. Great movie. Have I seen Primal? What's it about? To I'm remind me sure, what it's about. I'm pretty sure that we saw this movie together. Richard Gere is like a, oh, I don't know, like a police psychologist. And Ed Norton plays a character who has an evil side and a good, wholesome, country fried side. Ooh. No? That is not ringing a bell. I'm pretty sure we watched it in one of our Halloween adventures. I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. I'm looking at pictures. This does well, not look familiar to me. I my blog. I love Ed Norton, though. Yeah, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you definitely should. It's one of All my right. wife's favorites. I will put it on the list. I am okay. pretty positive I have not seen it. Okay. <laughs> April 7th, uh, the TV movie Sabrina the Teenage Witch, starring Melissa Joan Hart, aired, eventually leading to a weekly series. I did not oh. realize the movie came first. I think there was a couple. Wasn't there like Sabrina goes to Australia or something? Wasn't there a couple of these like Sabrina TV movies? No idea. Okay. I liked that show. I uh, was not allowed to watch it when I was younger. I probably wouldn't have been either, though. I read Archie comics and Sabrina comics always, and that was never like a big deal. (laughs) So I don't know. If it's a comic, it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) When it's in motion, that's when you got to worry. Forget it. Music on April 2nd, the Beastie Boys released an album of instrumentals called 
in the sound from way out. And it is certified silver. Okay. That's interesting because they're well, known for like the way they sing songs. I guess that's why it's only up to silver. <laughs> All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. This one was submitted by a listener. So special thanks and shout out to at Dodger sister over on Twitter. She reminded me of the movie Son-in-Law. Have you seen Son-in-Law with Polly no. Shore? I don't I... know if I've seen anything with Polly Shore. Well, certainly Actually. you've seen a goofy movie. So you've, oh, you know, okay. you know okay. the comedic stylings of Polly yes. Shore. It's not I subtle. It. <laughs> it's the leaning tower of cheese, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so son-in-law. I loved all of these. I don't know if they would still hold up. I don't think I've watched them since I was a teenager. Or at least like in my low 20s, which was a long time ago, Kendra, as we were just discussing. But son-in-law was fun. It was about, um, well, it's Carla Gugino. She takes uh, Polly Shore's character, who is not her boyfriend, but it's one of those things where they end up pretending like they're engaged. And so it's her and it's Polly Shore. And it's Lane Smith is the dad. Lane Smith was Perry White and Lois and Clark, uh, the new adventures of Superman. So he was great. And there was a vixen who comes in between the two lovebirds. And that vixen is played by none other than Tiffany Thiessen. She played Tracy. So good times. And it's a Thanksgiving she, She's movie. had Thanksgiving experience. Movie, so playing the temptress so. she has she sure has. is this the movie where the cover is like him with a pitchfork and the american gothic yes painting. yeah mm-hmm. okay i don't That's know i don't know where i pulled that out of my brain that i knew yeah. what that cover was you did but... though you did all right well let's look at today's episode here is our synopsis for what is it flirting with disaster yes Steve, Brandon, and Joe head for a camping trip with Claire, Susan, and Donna, but end up spending most of the vacation mooning over a trio of Canadian beauties. Meanwhile, Colin's estranged father rolls into town. Things get tense. Finally, Tara is now full-on evil and (laughs) and psychotic and, and works to drive a wedge between Kelly and not a Dr. Greg. That's right. Man, I'll tell you what. The music in this, if you didn't know by her actions that Tara was evil, the music <laughs> is just like tight to violin every time she does anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh. it's, it's not subtle either. That's the funny thing. A lot of weird music in here. When they're packing for the trip early on, there's this like instrumental calypso thing happening. And it's like, I think I mentioned the music I, later. We'll see we if doing? that comes up in my notes. What are we doing? Nick, yeah. who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by John Eisendrath and directed by David Semmel. We have, of course, Paige Moss back as Tara Marks. Of course. Uh, This is the final appearance. Feels like a little bit of a spoiler, so apologies. But the final appearance of Michael Dietz as Greg. Oh, bummer. So long. So long, Greg. Bye, Greg. Thomas, you get to be a doctor someday. I hope he does, too. I hope he does. I hope he stops dating patients, you know? Yeah. Maybe date other doctors. I I don't know. You know, (laughs) just date outside of the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Just go somewhere else. You know, go to the peach pit. Maybe. I don't know. Peach pit after dark is always fun. Final appearance of him. Final appearance of Thomas Emery Dennis. We'd previously seen him earlier in this season. He was playing. He was credited as spy. So I don't remember what he was spying on, Um, but he was. And this time he's the delivery man. Brings uh, brings Kelly the flowers later on. So. Same character, maybe. 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 Prove he's not, you know. That's what I say. <laughs> so can't. long. 
Thomas Emery Dennis. Other cast members, we have Michael Genovese as Graham Robbins. He recurred as Officer Grabarski on ER, which is where I know him from. Plus, he was on NYPD Blue, Babylon 5, and Quantum Leap. That's uh, the only time we see him. So I hope you enjoyed your time with uh, Colin's cantankerous alcoholic. This is the only time we see his dad? I guess. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I know. Maybe and I is this wrong. I don't know. Is this actor blind in real life? I don't believe that he is. It was pretty okay. convincing, though. But no, I don't think you so. You said you've seen him in other things. So I yeah, just I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. We have Samantha Lamol as Becky, one of the one of the Canadians. Uh, she was Pamela Jenkins in the Saw franchise. Ugh. All right. I saw the first one yeah. and it messed me up. That was too much. Yep. Laura Steinick uh, as Alice, best known for her recurring role of Camille Stockdale on Acapulco Bay. So there you go. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. Okay. Shall we? I guess. We start at Kelly Donna Claire's, where Tara is just alone in Kelly's room listening to her outgoing message over and over and over again. Yeah. I thought, like, okay, is she going to, like, record that and somehow, like, use it to, like, call somebody and be like, hi, this is Kelly. I hate you now. But no, (laughs) she's just listening to it. Okay. Well, I think I think it becomes a little clearer in a minute. But anyway, Kelly and Greg arrive back from another date. How about that windsock? Did you notice that windsock? Giant no. Cat, big old cat windsock. It was huge. Never seen it before, but I loved it. I missed it. So as they are on the porch, uh-huh. Tara comes outside and is like, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt oh, you. Oh, did I interrupt something? Jeez, Kara. <laughs> But she goes back inside and Greg and Kelly continue their good nights. Um, They do some kissing as Tara watches through the window. With the evil music. With the evil music. And then she she starts saying, hi, it's Kelly. I'm not here right now. Like she's trying to like mimic her voice. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's not a terrible impression. She gets some of the nuance. Yeah. After the intro... The rest of the gang is hitting the road for a spring break camping trip. Yes, to the tune of a sick Calypso instrumental. Just get that going in your brain yeah. as, as yep. I talk yep. about this scene. Toss some steel drums behind what Kendra's about to say. <laughs> so they're they're driving, driving down the road, going to this campsite. Where are they going? Isabella? Mount yeah, Isabella? Something like, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And they stop at like a roadside rest area food stand kind of thing and they notice that there are three girls college girls who are trying to fix a tire and not having much luck doing that yeah and the guys are not playing it cool they are like jaws on the ground over these girls from the beginning are they better looking than their Actual girlfriends? I would they say are, no. Fact, not. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're so, not like dressed particularly sexy. Like I no, it's girls, not like they're like wearing bikinis on the no. side of the road or something. I the girls are never, I mean they're they're lovely, but they're never like made up to be like, wow, look at these temptresses. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just like 
living their three, life. They're just three, three girls. Yeah. Yeah. And the guys are like Tex Avery wolves after <laughs> them. I, I don't, as soon yeah. as it started, I was like, I don't want to do this. I, I, don't want, I didn't I don't want, want to do it either, I don't want but to do for a whole episode, because what's going to happen? We did. What, what could possibly happen? They're going to run off with these girls. You know what I mean? Like they're going to like, I know. And if my boyfriend <laughs> was acting like that, I would be like, are, are you, are you and I done then? I guess yeah. like, yeah. are we breaking up? Because yeah. this is not okay. But anyway, they end up going over and asking them if they need help and yeah. fixing the tire for them. We learned that the girls' names are Becky, Alice, and Margaret, mm-hmm. and they are from Canada. Oh. Down to do some camping. Yeah. So during this scene, I don't understand why, and I thought it would become apparent, and it never did. Claire is holding two grapefruit in front of her. And Donna is holding like what it was like chives. It was like long. I wrote shallots, but I think it's I think it's chives. And I I noted it too because why? No sense. Of all the things you could buy, sure grapefruit, fine. What do you need that vegetable for? No idea. And that's all they have. They're not holding a bag. They're not still standing at the stand, so it's not like they're absentmindedly picking things up. I didn't know if I don't know. Donna's just always on the lookout for a good vegetable, and she found it at that stand, apparently. Apparently. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's so funny that you thought that that was weird, too, because I I definitely wrote it down. It was distracting. Yeah, so they're, they're, you know, watching the guys and being like, oh, our guys are helping those girls. Joe mentions that to the girls that they are with their dates, which Brandon and Steve are upset that he said that. But yeah. again, what is your plan here? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Nope. So they help the girls and they go back on their merry way. Mm-hmm. Next scene is at Colin's house. Valerie is there alone and someone is at the door. She can see their, their silhouette through the door and she's like, you know, who are you? What do you want? She starts scared. She starts yeah. scared and skittish, which is so weird. Valerie, I feel like, was completely it, out of character. I, I, well, I got the her being scared. I mean, they've been, like, doing the drug thing and no, then the cops yeah, okay. and everything. So I, I get why she would be, like, who's at the door right now. Um, but anyway, it is, what's his name? Graham? Graham. Robbins? Yep. Graham Robbins. And he says that he's Colin's dad. So she opens the door. And we meet Colin's father, who yeah. is blind and has a very adorable seeing eye dog with him. I don't think that's how you communicate with a seeing eye dog. He, you know, everything he did, he was Valerie's like, the couch is to the right. And he's like, oh, I'll find it. And then he's like, what's the dog's name? <sighs> I can't remember. Like, I didn't write down what the dog's name was. Molly. I don't know what it is. But he's like, dog, chair, right what and then yeah. later he's like left right straight i'm like i don't I yeah don't i would i would agree with that i had a a friend in college who had a seeing eye dog and i do not i remember her having certain um you know prompts for, for the sure. dog but not yeah. that specific yeah, like not directions and no no um like, so anyway <laughs> I, I, I can't let it go because if he would have just said like chair or seat or something like that you know and the dog went there but he said chair right like why is he 
Why is the setup that you have to, you as a blind person have to tell your dog that yeah. there's a chair to the right? Shouldn't the, the point, dog the lead... point is that the dog leads you to it yeah. and you don't know where it is. Right. Yes. Yes. I don't know. No, I I'm with you. All right. The next scene is at the peach pit. Kelly and Tara are ordering food. And Kelly says that she and Greg are going bowling that evening and she would like Tara to come. But Tara says, no, she doesn't want to be a third wheel. Which is weird. Like, you would think she would want to go. But yeah, I think she's just manipulating her. I think she's. Oh, well, yes, for sure. But it's in the way she's manipulating her, I guess, is interesting. Yeah, she's playing a long game. Yeah. So. Tara goes to the bathroom and David comes in and has a hello. You know, he and Tara say hello as he comes in. And then Kelly asks David if he wants to come bowling. And she says, well, you can come, but you. But you have to invite Tara Mm -hmm. to come as well. Tara, when he does this, immediately catches on that this is a setup by Kelly, but she agrees to go anyway. Yeah, they cop to it. David's like, yeah, it's a setup, but sure, let's go bowling. Why not? Back at the campground, the gang arrives at their camping location, and guess who is camping right next to them? No, Kendra. It's who? Becky, Alice, and Margaret from no, Canada. Of them, because at the last time, they were like, we don't know any good places to camp. And they said, well, here's where we're going. And mm-hmm. here they are. Which, you got to kind of question these ladies as well, because clearly they're with dates, but they follow these dudes. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. Like the whole episode, I wondered if they had any motives, but I think they just really wanted to just camp. I guess so. I, <laughs> I guess think so. they just wanted to have a good camping experience yeah. and they were not interested in the guys at all. Okay, but like they set out on a camping trip without a destination in mind? Yeah, it's weird. Okay. That's weird. All right. So the guys now bring over Claire, Donna, and... Susan and introduce all of them. Mm-hmm. And the girls are just like very jealous, like won't let the won't let, the, you know, they're like, hi, we're going back to our camp now. Goodbye. Yeah, and then really their are. tent falls apart and they won't let them help. And I guess I understand why they're acting like that. But I was not interested in the making the three of them. Jealous, like jealous. Yeah, yeah. No. no, I don't like that. At all. It's just, it can't go anywhere. The plot can't go anywhere and it's not going to be funny. It's just going to be the same joke a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like it. Back at Colin's apartment, Valerie and Graham are eating lasagna. Yeah, she whipped together a lasagna. Which, yeah, he yeah. thinks is delicious. She says, you know, Colin hasn't mentioned him much and... Graham says that he has not seen Colin in five years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they aren't very close. Yeah, he basically says when he came back from Vietnam blind, he was not a good person. And he, you know, split with his wife and she got remarried really quickly. And he's just been like, you know, mm-hmm. just scattered out there. Kendra, Valerie in this episode and really this whole plot, but particularly this episode, she's playing exactly like Brenda would play it. Yes. Mm hmm. Like she doesn't have any of the the bite or the like the coolness that Valerie typically has. And I felt I've thought that a few times, but this episode, I think if you do a find and replace for the names, it it plays perfectly like a Brenda storyline. And she acts it just as Shannon Doherty would. It's very Absolutely. weird. Yeah. 
And I feel like this whole Colin storyline is doing that to her. Like it's it's putting her in this like I'm gonna fix it. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. Again, not loving it. I haven't been loving the whole Valerie Colin thing from the beginning. No, I just think it feels very reminiscent of the Brenda Dillon storyline from like season two or whatever, where Dillon was super destructive and like. Yeah. And Brenda and his mom, like his mom loved Brenda and thought she was so good for Dylan. We even have a triangle with Kelly. It's just, yeah, here we go. go Let's go back and watch those episodes. Well, what a good time that was. (laughs) All right. So Colin finally arrives home and sees his dad is there and is, is not happy Mm -hmm. to see him. And it's it's pretty tense from the get go. Like his dad is very confrontational. Yeah. Apropos of nothing. So yeah, he's yeah he's all over the place. He's really he, I would call him a hot mess, Kendra. I I would I would yeah. agree with that. Yep, belligerent. Back at the campground, the gang is sitting around the fire and eating their dinner, and the Canadian girls have still not gotten their tent up. They are just oh no really having a hard time. Sure so. Are. The guys are like, oh, should we help him? I don't know. Maybe. And they all end up going over there to help. Um, the girls sit there jealously. Is that a word? Jealous. Jealously? Yeah. yeah. Full of jealousy. With jealousy and, in their hearts. And uh, <laughs> Claire has a funny line. She says, they'll be back or they'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh. Claire still has the terrible hair, just in case. It seems worse. It looks like a skunk. Yeah. Is is what it looks like. It's terrible. It's It's bad. Yep. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Tara and Kelly are talking. They're they're getting ready to go bowling, and Tara's talking about, you know, well, how do you know when to go all the way with a guy? I feel like I always do it too soon, and then I ruin everything. And Kelly says as soon as she can't wait anymore, like that's the time mm. when she goes. Good advice. I don't, <laughs> I don't really. Whenever you impulsively think it's time, I don't think that Tara's plan is very clear at this point. She's just trying to gauge how into the relationship Kelly is. What what's what other? Point I don't know. Does she have to ask that question. I don't get it. I don't know. I guess. I guess she's just trying to feel out where Kelly. Yeah is at but then kelly leaves the room and she like tara stands at the mirror and pretends to be kelly some more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's weird it is so they go bowling and they seem to be having a lot of fun bowling but tara is like hanging all over greg and giving greg a lot of attention i do i gotta say i don't think that whatever this dude's name is i can't remember and we'll never see him again so it doesn't matter but i don't really love him in this role i hate his hair but that's that's not to my point. Beside the point. Yeah. But I do think that he does a good job of playing somebody who knows better, like with Tara, when he's like, she should not be hanging out with Tara. I should not be hanging out with Tara. Tara's acting weird. She's making me uncomfortable. He really gets all of that across. So I got to give him props for that. Props where props are due. Correct. Back at the campsite, the guys have figured it out. There's for some reason they're missing a pole for their tent, which yeah. is why they are unable to get the tent up. So <laughs> the the girls are still by their own fire and they're saying like, oh, we don't want to walk over there. We'll seem jealous. But then they decide to mm-hmm. go over there anyway to, mm-hmm. to see what's taking so long. 
And <laughs> Brandon says, um, they're like, yeah, that we're missing something for the tent. And Brandon says, we can't get it up. And Susan says, I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really, the timing on it was very funny. She's good. So they decide, hey, you got, Canadian girls, come over to our tent. Yeah. You can sleep in our tents. Mm-hmm. And Steve says, well, where are we going to sleep? And Claire says, well, it will be your honor to let them have your tent and you yeah. will sleep outside. Yep. That'll learn them. Mm-hmm. Back at the bowling alley, while Kelly and David are returning the shoes or whatever they're doing, Tara <laughs> talks to Greg about Kelly and says, you know, Kelly is really into him. She really likes him. But then she says that Kelly told her, you know, that she's really on edge. Yeah. And that, you know, this relationship is, it's getting to be too much for her. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know if she's going to be able to stay clean and have this relationship with Greg. Yeah. And Greg's like, Oh wow. Really? So then Kelly and David return and they want to conti- they want to go back to campus and going. Yeah, yeah, do some play some darts, keep the night going. But Greg makes up an excuse uh, to end the date and yeah, he's got early rounds, Kendra. What are you what are you going to do? <laughs> and take them home. Back at Collins, Valerie asks Graham how he lost his eyesight and he talks about being in Vietnam. And, you know, the the circumstances that led mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. losing his sight. And then he and Colin get into an argument because he's been drinking it. Um, the yeah. Graham has been drinking at this point. He's pretty drunk. And they start going at it. And Colin is, like, holding his shirt and, like, shaking him and mm-hmm. screaming at mm-hmm. him. I'm not going to put up with this in my house, old mm-hmm. man. Old man. Valerie is saying that he should stay. Yeah. Colin's telling him to get out, get out, but Valerie says that that he should stay. Like he's no drunk. Condition. He, he's in he's, no condition to leave. Yeah. So Valerie's like, I'm gonna go home. He's gonna stay. And she helps him to bed. And Graham says that Colin has a good woman and he's he's sure he's gonna screw it up. Mm-hmm. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Greg tells Kelly. That he thinks maybe they should cool off. Maybe they're going a little too fast and they should take it slow. Mm-hmm. Which leaves Kelly confused. Yeah, she, well, because, I mean, she was ready. Tonight was the night, you yeah. know, and she's like, well, why don't we go for a walk on the beach? She's trying to, and he's just like, nope, I really have to go to sleep now. Yeah, so she tells him to, like, you know, just leave, get out of yeah. here. And she's, you know, upset, but Tara is in the background, like, smiling maniacally. I almost think this is what she wanted to happen. I think so. I Mm. think she was happy Mm. about it. All right. The next morning at the campsite, the guys slept in the van all night. (laughs) We get a very funny, sleeping in a van down by the river. Yeah, yeah. Timely. Would have been timely. And it was very funny when I was watching it because my husband, Eric, had literally quoted that like an hour before <laughs> for some reason. I can't even yeah. remember why. It's never but, It's always funny. <laughs> but then Brandon said it and I was like, hilarious. Anyway, the <laughs> the girls, 
the Canadian girls have gone off for a hike and the gang girls, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's the three of them gang. and I don't know. Yeah. The girl gang. Um, they're saying, you know, why don't we, why don't we go for a while? And they're like being like fake sweet to them. Mm-hmm. And the guys are like, oh no, we're not going with you. We're going fishing by ourselves. I, I just feel like this plot had the most real estate in this episode. I think there was more of this plot than Kelly and Greg and Tara, more than Colin and Valerie and the dad. It, this was like the focus while the serious stuff was happening on the sides. Such, and it, such was, an and it was dumb. It was dumb. It was dumb. Yep. All right, back at Kelly, Donna, Claire's. Kelly is up and at them on her way to run some errands, and then she's going to the hospital for a session mm-hmm. with her therapist or whatever. And so Kelly or Tara says, Oh, hey, maybe, you know, you and Greg can talk it out when you yeah. go to the hospital. Yeah, perfect scenario. Because Kelly's Kelly's having some second thoughts. She's like, you know, maybe I was too hard on him. Maybe he's right and we need to take it slow. Yeah, because Greg was sort of just saying maybe we should pump the brakes a little bit, but she kind of could see through it and was like, get out. She kind of kicked yeah. him out. So mm-hmm. now she's feeling a little remorseful. So as soon as Kelly leaves, Tara calls a flower shop and orders mm. two bouquets to this be delivered. Is, I call foul on this. Th- this florist did Kelly dirty if they took this order because Tara says the first one goes to Greg and it says, these flowers are to tell you that I don't want to talk to you again. Love Kelly. And she was like, and the second one go to Greg from Kelly. At that point, the florist has to be like, no. Yeah. No, we don't call a second yeah. florist, Tara. Call a second florist, but the florist is like, he's <laughs> like oh, money in money in my pocket. <laughs> we're gonna show this Kelly what's for. Not cool. Uh, all right, so yeah, so she calls. She the note for Greg is supposed to say, "These flowers are the only way I can think of to tell you to not call me anymore." Yeah, I'm done yeah. or whatever. There's a cheaper way. There's a cheaper way to do it, which. I also kind of wonder, where does Tara get the 200 large to, to send these giant bouquets? That's these what are I big bouquets. Know. Yeah, she, they're not cheap. Yeah, where'd she get the money? I don't All right. know. Okay. And uh, yes, and the second flowers are for Kelly. We don't hear what that note is going to say. No, but we get it. We get it. Back at Collins. Colin is angry and he's mm. painting angry Perfect. art time. Perfect. <laughs> the angriest and, birthday cake painting you've ever seen. Yeah. Valerie arrives and, you know, to see how he's doing and check mm-hmm. in. She asks, well, did you tell him what's going on with you? And he says, no. <clears throat> Valerie thinks this is a mistake to not yes. tell his dad. Mistake. There is a lot of assumption on Valerie's part. I mean, she just met the man. She does yeah. not have a history no. with him. no. No, and a lot of, uh, well, some of the things Valerie says do not gel, but I don't want to get ahead of myself, Kendra. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So Colin is pretty convinced that he's there because he wants something based on their history. And Valerie makes a like father, like son comment. Yeah, not cool. In regards cool. to this. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. 
Graham arrives back. He had been out walking the dog. Now he's back. And <laughs> Valerie suggests that the three of them go to the peach pit for lunch. Okay. But Colin is like, let's cut the crap. Just tell me why you're here. Tell me what you want. And Graham says it's because his mother had called and told him about his legal problems. And so he came yeah. to see if he could help. Mm -hmm. Which is not what Colin was thinking because, mm -hmm. or and it kind of threw all of us because earlier when he's talking to Valerie, he's like, it seems like my son's doing really great out here. <laughs> yeah. He's really learning his, his craft. Yeah. But he knew the whole time. Himself. Yeah, he did. Yep. Almost like that makes no sense, Kendra. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like it. So then his dad says, you know, if you don't need my help, fine, I'm going to leave. But Valerie says, if you let him go, I'm going to. Yeah. And Boy. so Colin apologizes to his dad and all is forgiven. I guess. But like, why is that the red line for Valerie? I don't you know. know. I mean? Like all the other stuff she'll put up with, but him not making amends with his deadbeat dad I that he hasn't seen in I years. I think it's supposed to be because sh her dad is past and she doesn't ah. have a dad. And so she okay. thinks that these father child relationships yeah. are very That's important. Sure. Cause I think sure. she says to them, like you guys don't even realize how lucky you are to have yeah, one another. Still... Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. They could have made that a little more clear. They could have. They really could have. Ellie goes to the hospital and she asks a nurse to go get Greg, who's yes. in the back. Yes. But the nurse comes back and says that Greg does not want to see her. Busy. Yep. Well, at first she says he's busy and then she says, like, actually, he just said he doesn't want to see you. Sweetheart, you're off the list. <laughs> Ditch it. He's dating another patient now, sister. <laughs> So, yeah, Kelly leaves confused. Mm -hmm. Back at the campground, the guys are having no luck fishing. Uh. They haven't caught a thing. The Canadian girls pass by them fishing, and they tell them that their girlfriends have made some new friends at the campground. There's Ooh. been three guys that have been hanging around. Ooh. seem like they're having a great time. That makes sense. Brandon says that they shouldn't do anything. They should just yeah. keep fishing and who cares what the girls yeah. are doing. But then they all decide that maybe they should head back and check yeah. it out. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Kelly, um, Kelly comes back home and tells Tara about the whole Greg thing. And then as they're talking... The flowers arrive. This is where we see the delivery man slash spy. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't know he's not a spy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we have this, uh, the note. And who who reads the voiceover? Is it in Kelly's Kelly. voice or Greg's Kelly's voice? voice. Okay. It makes no sense. <laughs> I, I mean, know, because she's right there. Be Greg's because Greg never wrote it. So it can't be. Oh, right. That. Right. But yeah, it is weird. We don't, I don't. I, don't think I didn't write down what it was, yeah. but it was basically like a, I'm goodbye. done. Don't call goodbye, me again. Love. Yeah. Goodbye. So she goes to her room, very upset. And, but Tara, we get another, like, yeah. rubbing her hands together. She's the music. Her. Music comes in. Like a an wrecking easy, ball. I mean, an easy fix would be, I don't know them seeing each other and being like, well, I didn't send you those flowers. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, if they do that, Tara, it, it all falls apart. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I listen. We'll see. I'm not a fan of Tara, but I think this is a pretty decent plan. <laughs> you know? I mean, she's definitely she's definitely spreading the chaos and no one she suspects is. her. So yes, yep. Congratulations. Yeah. In that regard. Colin takes his dad to the Peach Pit After Dark to show him his mural. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which his dad is impressed by. <laughs> and he's also says that he read that Sterling Penn bought some of his paintings and he's very impressed by that. Yep. And he tells Colin that every lifetime has a little bit of rain and this is just your rainy season, but the yeah. sun will shine again. That's right. Just a major You just have to go to jail bus. for you a just, couple of years. You just have to do hard time and then the sun will rise. Sure, you won't be able to get a job or continue your career, but the sun will rise. Well, there's nothing to say he can't continue to be an artist. That's true, Kendra. I like your positivity. <laughs> It might be the only job that he can get after That's he true. gets out of prison. <laughs> that so. is that is uh that is both a fact and a sad commentary on our society. Uh, okay. So he then they hug and he says, You've been a better son than I've been a father. That much seems and all true. is really forgiven. This time. Yeah. I guess they had to wrap it up since we're not seeing his dad ever again. <laughs> but yeah. Back at the camp site we get i mean it's just full-on shenanigans at this point they're mm -hmm. doing like it's like they're steve martin martin short and chevy chase looking out from behind trees yep. and using the binoculars to spy uh -huh. on the girls um and the girls obviously can see them spying but they're yeah. pretending that yeah. they're not so the guys come back over to the campground and they're like, hey, where are your uh, friends that we heard about? And it was it was all a joke. Yeah. Basically. Donna was like, oh, the guys, their names are Hook, Line. And Brandon's like, wait a minute. And Sinker. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. But this is what I don't understand, because Canadian girls at least know that they're getting in the way of this like romantic weekend. Like they're, I don't believe that they're just like innocent bystanders, you know, but now yeah. they're in cahoots with the, I guess with they became, gang. I guess they became friends when they shared a tent. Like yeah, you, you they were two people tents. Yeah. So were they each with a stranger? Do you think? Do at you least think one person, at, at least one least person had to be one with person a stranger. slept with a stranger this night. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. I don't know the rest of them. Yeah. I don't but know. But basically, the girls apologize for overreacting and being jealous, and the mm. guys apologize for flirting with strangers, and all is forgiven. The girls did not overreact. Their boyfriends were openly and shamelessly flirting with strangers in front of them. Yes. Yep. Uh, I don't... I. I still didn't like them being reduced to jealous girlfriend. Right. But yeah, that's all you get. Hey, I skipped a scene. I actually skipped two little scenes. There was okay. before they get back to the campsite. There's one more little scene of them just like walking to the campsite okay. talking okay. about like, are we overreacting? Maybe yeah. we should. I don't know. Whatever. It's dumb. <laughs> and then there's another little scene where. Val and Colin are back at his apartment and they're talking about his dad who has left town already. Yeah. 
But Colin's talking about how his dad used to take him to art museums, and even though he couldn't see the art, he knew all about the art and would explain it to him. And he said, um, you know, his dad may be blind, but he taught him how to see. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Heartwarming. Yeah, that's the episode. Oh, that's it. We're done. Okay. We're done. Okay. It ends with 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 all is forgiven at the all campground. Is the camp. Yeah, yeah, the camp, which was our A plot, it was our A plot. So it was. Why not? And you can't say it wasn't because no, it was. You can't. It was. You just count the time, and and you're there. Um, gosh, Kendra, did you have a nine hundred two and zero snap? I don't know. I mean, it's got to be one of the Terra. Yeah. The, scenes. Oh, the Terra scenes. I was going to say the Colin Dad fight. Oh, yeah, maybe the the fight where he's like shaking him and yelling at his face. Either that, I would probably go with Tara, like Tara making the call to the florist or something. I don't know. I'm not sure if in the history of our podcast together, if I've been in the place where I am now, where I equally dislike all of the ongoing plots. (laughs) You know? Oh, yeah. There is always some something to hang on to. What is there? I don't know. Like, I don't care about Donna Joe. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't care about Valerie Colin. I don't care about Kelly Tara. You know, what did you do when you were watching this live? Did you? Just I don't know. I, I mean, I, it? no, I mean, I think at the time, the drama of Tara was probably enough to, like, keep me interested, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not too long after this where it really gets sporadic for me, you know? So like we're, we're getting into areas where like I've seen it, but I don't have like the super strong, like memories and affection attached to it anymore. So I'm interested to watch it with fresh eyes. But at at this point we're at, I'm kind of like season six is a little rough, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I just feel like, I mean, we should, we're so close to the end. I guess we just save, you know what? Let's do it. Let's just save it until we get to the wrap. I won't tell you how I feel about it. I know we are, we are winding, we're winding it down. I feel like we keep saying that it'll be another month before we. (laughs) That's true. We'll be well into the the new year by the time we're done. So what do do we know? Uh, I, I would, I really wish that we could end the season at the end of this year, because that just sounds nice it for my brain, good. but I just yeah. don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't no. think it will. I don't think it will. And in the meantime, Kendra, as, as these, these episodes are winding down, you can catch me every other week on this Endorian life, a star Wars podcast from the radio. Meanwhile network, we are next going to be recording our Christmas episode, uh, where we're going to look at the Lego star Wars holiday special. We already did the holiday special. We don't want to do it again or talk about it again. It was a terrible experience. But the Lego holiday special, uh, we're hoping will be a little bit more fun. So you can find me kicking around over there. What about you, Kendra? I'm Miss Musicbox91 on Twitter. And I also co-host the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where we talk 90s music. And the episode that should be out this week is Sixth Avenue Heartache by the Wallflowers. Okay. Are you thinking you guys are going to do any sort of holiday special this year? We probably. Yes, we will. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Kendra and I are still debating our uh, our nine hundred two and zero alums. We are yes, we are Christmas doing movie. a movie, but there we are just there's so many to choose from. So. <laughs> the golden, yeah, too too many options, too many options. Anyway, uh, we'll be back here, uh, season six, episode twenty seven, strike the match. But fair warning, not streaming, mm. not streaming, everyone. Oh my so, goodness! Best of luck to you in finding that nine hundred two, and here we go. 